0: Hey, everybody. It's me, Maddie. I hope you're having a good week. So, on today's show, we have the lovely Delisa, who is a, she's a medium. We are getting deep here. How perfect, because I've been watching Stranger Things. That's all I'm going to say, y'all. But I do want to say, you know, we, I'm doing the best I can, y'all. As Jake Anthony says, aka Poodle, this show is budget, all right? So, we had a little online interview. We had a couple of technical difficulties, but hopefully that doesn't bother y'all too much. I try to fix them as much as I can, but I haven't found the right tech person to sleep with and you know I can't afford that shit. So, hopefully deal with it. If you hate it, send me an email. Also too, and we'll talk about this later, but Big news. The YouTube channel is premiering this week. You can go to youtube.com slash talk to Matt Marr, and you're gonna hear me, see me and some of my friends answering your advice questions live in person. You get to look at my face. I'm sorry. All right. So here's the show. I had a really good time doing it, so hopefully you enjoy it. And it was super like crazy point of view. And and I got to talk about one of my favorite movies with Betty Davis, Watcher in the Woods. You know it got gay. It always gets gay with me. All right. Enjoy. Okay. Is it recording? Yay. It's recording. Yay. What? It's a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Maddie's Show. I'm Matt Marr. It is humid in Los Angeles, but I'm with Delisa Hawking, and I don't know if it's humid in Las Vegas, but it is here. (laughs) It's just dry. It's dry with people's dead dreams. (laughs) Maybe a hint of that, yeah. Maybe a hint of that. But, yes, Delisa's on the show today. She's from Love Frog Kisser. Um, So, uh, you know, I always ask people, Delisa, on the show to uh, thank. So, first of all, thank you for being here very, very much. Thank you. You're so pretty. You're like a long-haired Snow White. Um, Thanks. Also, to tell everybody how we met. That's kind of how I always say, like, how we met.
1: You know, it's so funny, and I think the people that come into your life come into your life for a reason, and so, um, yes, yes, and I was in Los Angeles for a trip, and I was there for a couple of days, and I'd received a notification that there was an audition, um, they were looking for experts in different fields, or people that were entertaining that wanted to host their own show for this platform that was going to launch, and I really didn't know anything more than that, and I don't think you did either.
0: Neither did I know. Um,
1: And so since I happened to be in Los Angeles, I thought, well, sure, I'll go audition. You know, no harm, no foul. And we met uh, in the waiting room waiting for our big auditions. And we we just hit
0: it off to Southern ladies (laughs) having a conversation because you're I know you live in Vegas, but you're originally from Dallas or you live in Dallas now?
1: I grew up in Seattle. Big Seahawks. Oh,
0: oh, oh, look.
1: Yes. And then lived in Las Vegas for about 16 years okay um god people are gonna do the math and figure out how old i am and then i went to texas for a few years to take a job at a business school um and now i'm back in las vegas i'm selling the house here getting some things in order because this girl is moving closer to the pacific ocean so i will be joining you pretty be close uh California pretty soon well i have the feeling this
0: won't be the last of our podcast together. I hope so. I hope not. I hope, I hope not. not either. Well, that's another thing too that, that, and we can say we don't have a lot of information, but there's there's this new program called Bid BidChat, yeah, B-I-D chat.com. Yeah, BidChat.com. And um, I need, I should, whatever, Google it, people. It's called BidChat. But anyway, they have hosts that are going to be doing different shows and you and I are both are going to be doing shows on that platform. So maybe we'll even do a BidChat show together. I'm sure we will.
1: I would love to. Sure. Yes, yeah, so let's do it in person, some really cool location in California. Yes, and I just ask that we sip a cocktail while we do
0: it. I'm, I, I love that. I'm fine with that. My BitChat co-host Jake will be in full, full agreement of that. Full agreement of that. So yeah, Perfect. BitChat's Perfect. cool. It's a we can talk. Well, I'll have more information for people that listen to the show. We'll have I'll talk we'll be talking about that more in the next coming months. But yeah, super excited. Now I remember just in chatting with you, why I was super interested in having you on the show is if people don't notice today, we I very specifically, you know, pulled uh, questions from listeners that have questions about dating because you are, you are not, a, you are the dating expert.
1: Thank you. Uh, yes, I've been studying people, um, human behavior, relationships um, for, gosh, about eight years or so. It actually started um, when I was working uh, for gaming companies in Las Vegas, and I was uh, either redesigning or creating corporate cultures and figuring out what makes someone want to come to work and be productive. And so I was studying relationships mm-hmm. between coworkers and management and employees, um, and then took a job with a business school in Texas um, to really. Look at engagement and how to engage people in different places around the world, Mm -hmm. um, so that they want to feel connected Mm -hmm. to to an institution, to a uh, to a school. Um, So yeah, that's it's kind of been in my blood for a while, but that's how I got started.
0: Well, and so and how long uh, how long have you been um, been like really? Because you started Love Frog Kisser, which is your own company, right? And it's a, it's a matchmaking. Tell us a little bit. It's matchmaking, right?
1: Yeah, there's a couple components to it. Uh, I started the business plan roughly a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, most of 2015 was beta testing mm-hmm. and working with different clients to figure out um you know, what markets the company should focus in on and, um, you know, who the demo and what the demographics were of of our clients. Um, So really the company has been live um, roughly about a year, year and a half. Um, But yeah, it's actually, it started off as a love coaching company because I felt like there are so many times that people get in their own way and they're they're not really sure what that stumbling block is and why they can't find that person. Mm-hmm. And so it started off as coaching and then people would say to me, oh, come on, Delisa, you've been, you know, hosting events and you're very social. Can't you just, you know, have an event and introduce me to somebody? So then we started doing um, singles events. And so we, we host them in Las Vegas, um, in Dallas, Fort Worth area, in Texas, and then also in Nashville. And we're adding other cities and other markets. So it's continuing to grow. And then I would get, OK, well, I love the events. They're a lot of fun. But can't you just pick somebody out for me? So it was this natural That's progression, um, you know, and so we really do all of it. but. It's not a technology company. There's not a database somebody can log Mm -hmm. into because I wanted to start a company where people were connecting in real life with real people and having conversations sitting in front of each other and not doing this swiping all the time. Because Mm -hmm. one third of people that do online dating never actually meet anyone in person. So I I wanted to pull away from that. I think
0: that I dated a lot of them because that's no, but I felt like I felt like somebody should and you can take this. I, I felt like somebody should make a, a dating app called like three strikes and you're out, meaning you're out of your house, because I feel like you have like three decent conversations to figure out if somebody hopefully isn't going to kill you and then um, or take all your money or whatever. But then it's like people just want to be in an online relationship and like an online friend and talk. And I'd be like, dude, we've been talking back and forth for two weeks now let's just go fucking get coffee you know and (laughs) just figure because it's so when you meet somebody in person they can be great in their profile and then you meet them and it's just it just doesn't click
1: yes absolutely absolutely so there are some different apps i recommend for people to use um where that line of communication actually closes in a certain amount of time. And that tries to get people to move it offline rather than just keep this mm-hmm. you know, messaging going back and forth. So I like the direction that some of those apps are going in where you do have that time limit. Mm. Um, but things like Match.com, I mean, those messages could just go on and on, on
0: and on. on. Which I'm going to cut you because actually one of our questions is about that. So we're going to get, that was a teaser, everybody. A teaser because there's something, one more thing I want to talk about t- with Delisa And then we're going to, with Delisa Hawking, and then we're going to talk about questions. But, okay, I might mess it up. You're not a medium, but you're totally a psychic, right?
1: Yes, it's two totally different companies.
0: (laughs) You are my first psychic on the Dear Maddie show. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) I'm so happy. So how did you get into that?
1: Yeah. Okay. We're totally switching gears here. Yeah. So um, that's called spirit and spark. Um, and I've always been intuitive, but you know, I was around my grandmother Eloise, um, you know, growing up.
0: Beautiful name. She'd
1: always tell me stories. I love, she's a dear, dear woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would tell me stories about the spirits that she would see, like walking across her living room the night before mm-hmm. and her grandmother bell who I obviously didn't know. It's my great-great-grandmother. She would tell people stories about seeing um, spirits on the farm. So it's kind of just been a part of the family. Um, And And did you think
0: they were crazy as a kid? Or were you just kind of like, oh, grandma? Or were you kind of like, okay, yeah, there were spirits. Okay, could you pass the things? I
1: just kind of took it like, yeah, of course there was. Like, sure, that sounds reasonable. Um, And so I never really questioned it. I was very curious. I I would always ask questions about... What did they look like, and where were they standing? Um, so I've always had that curiosity about things that you can't necessarily experience or see mm-hmm. with your normal mm-hmm. five senses. Um, so I, I often just kind of known things before they've happened um, all my life. I've felt different energy come into the room um, or leave a room. But it wasn't actually until last year um, when I had this really incredible experience where I realized um, that it was much more than what I had thought it was. And I was able to start tapping into receiving messages. So um, long story short, I know we have a lot to go over and questions today, but um it's all on spirit and A-N-D spelled out, spiritandspark.com. There's a page mm-hmm. on there that tells you the whole story.
0: I'll um, have all of this they- information in the show notes, by the way, as usual.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I was at a retreat um, on synchronicity, which is really the the phenomenon of coincidences and really mm-hmm. how I, I don't personally believe in coincidences. And so, Oh,
0: no, 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 yeah. no, no.
1: I don't. So... Um, I went to this workshop on synchronicity and it was uh, hosted by Dr. Eben Alexander and he's a neurosurgeon who'd had a near death experience. And I've studied and read about, um, near death experiences for years and years. And so I saw he was hosting this workshop in New York state, mm. and I thought, oh gosh, I've got to go to this. And so for a couple of days, we talked about synchronicity and research behind it and the probability of certain things happening and how you know, really, there—you know—synchronicity is where it's at, and there, there are no such thing as just coincidences. And so, at the end of the retreat, I was staying at my friend Peter's house, who happened to have a house right next to the Omega Institute in New York, huh. which is kind of out the middle of nowhere.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and he's the one who actually drew and designed the Love Frog Kisser logo. So there's that. Oh, cool. There. Um, but when I pulled up at his house, I hear him scream out. Lisa, there's a frog on the doorstep, and he wants, he looks like he wants to come inside. And I was getting my bag out of the car. And I start laughing because I realize the significance of a frog on the doorstep as I arrive, knowing that Peter had designed my love frog kisser logo and drawn the frog, that he had hand-drawn the frog. And he kind of laughed and he said no you don't understand i've lived in this house for 23 years i've never seen a frog out here like well you know that's how this works and so i could kind of tell there was a little bit of that magic in the air and on the final night of my trip um we were having dinner and he um he and his partner and i were sitting there at the dining room table we're looking at all these old polaroid photos and um We finish up dinner and Peter gets a phone call and his aunt had passed away that day and he loved her very much. They were very close, um, but she had fallen down a flight of stairs um, tragically um, and passed away. And I didn't know anything about her, um, but it was late at night. So he went to bed and then um, I went in the bedroom, went to sleep. Windows are open. It's out in the middle of the woods. It's beautiful. And I wake up the next morning and I thought, wow, that was really interesting that Peter showed me a photo of his aunt last night at dinner. And then I started to wake up a little bit more and realized he hadn't shown me a picture of her, but that she actually had visited me in my dream. And so I go into the kitchen and I said, hey, Peter, uh, I think your aunt wants you to know she's okay. She had come to me in my dream. And he said, "Well, what does she look like? And I described her and, and her hair and how her hair kind of fell and and the color of it. And He's like, well, that's what she looks like. And I said, All right, well, she's okay. And then I drove off to the airport and flew home. And a couple of days later, I was eating dinner with a friend of mine in Texas, telling her the story. And I said, Oh, here, I'll show you a picture of my trip from the, you know, Omega Institute. And I reached for my phone and I have my phone. And I can see that there's a thumbnail photo on there from Peter. And I drop my phone and my eyes fill up with tears. My poor friend is like, What the hell is wrong with you? And I said, no, you don't understand. This is what his aunt looked like in my dream two nights ago. And so I called Peter and he said that um, her memorial service was that day and her photo was on display. And so he snapped a picture of it so that he could send it to me so I could wow. see what she looked like. But that was really the first time that somebody that I didn't know, her name, I didn't know anything about her. But it was the first time somebody had come through in a dream to really a message kind of deliver just started so then I just started um channeling for people and so I go go into a meditation down everything that comes through and um then I call up
0: up well this is live radio everybody lost Lisa This is um We're using Blab today. Oh my gosh, this story was good. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Oh my goodness, what's happening? This is why Oprah doesn't have to deal with this shit. Now, all right, let's, Lord help us, let's continue.
1: Perfect, so yeah, I was saying that uh, now I work with clients uh, that live all over and I go into a channeling for them, it's a meditation. And then I write down in a journal everything, all the messages that come through. And then I'll call the client at the scheduled appointment time and tell them everything that I saw. And then they can ask me specific questions. And then I'll go through the questions and and get Get Um,
0: What has been, like, do you, I'm going to ask this and we're going to talk about questions. But have you, like, have you, like, freaked out? There
1: was one one that came through, and I could tell before I got on the call with the client that it was going to be a very dense energy. And I started to see um, abuse, homelessness. There was a a young man that came forward and said he was really sorry, um, and that he wanted her to know that he loved her. And so it it was a very dark, um, very dark imagery and scenes that were playing out. Um, But it all made sense when I called the client because um, it was her son um, that was homeless and he had died of a drug overdose
0: and
1: um, he was still hanging around her house. And so I, I could help her um through explaining to her how to help him get to the other side to see the light and to move forward. Um, because he was earthbound. He felt so guilty um and felt so badly that he had died at such a young age um and wanted to make sure that his mom knew um that he was okay and that he loved her and that he was really sorry. So um it, and the energy is just completely lifted for that client now because she knows that he's okay and that his spirit, um, you know, isn't far that he's still with her. We just needed to get him to a place where, um, it was a positive energy mm-hmm. rather than have, having him feel so dense and connected and earthbound, um, you know, from the overdose.
0: Mm. Where do you, this is just because I want to know, um, where, so where do you think, in your opinion, where do you think people go when they die?
1: It's a really good question. It's kind of been one of those big question marks that I've studied and read yeah. about. Um,
0: it, is the question. it is the question. You know what I mean? It's the question. Everybody, I feel like, whether you admit it or not, you want to know.
1: Yeah. I personally think that uh, and I think science is actually getting closer to proving and and expanding on all these different dimensions. And so you look at physics and you look at string theory and how there could be these infinite number of dimensions. And so I actually think that we are living in one dimension and that there are other things that are happening in other dimensions. Um, so I think that really when someone passes away, their energy is still very connected to us and we're still able to communicate with them. They're still very much alive. They are just somewhere else. Mm. All right. In, in, think, basic, in basic terms, that's what I think.
0: <laughs> I think so too. it reminds me, have you ever seen that old, it's a Disney movie with Betty Davis called Watcher in the Woods?
1: No, I've heard of it, but no, I've never
0: seen it. Betty Davis is a drag queen. Her daughter's name is Karen. Oh, Karen. Ka- I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, but it's about... I'm not going to talk about it, but it's about dimension stuff. Watch it, people. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Amazon, so I don't know where the hell you're going to watch it, but watch it. Whatever. Get the <laughs> Blu-ray DVD from some queen on Amazon like I did. It's not even out on Blu-ray. It's just DVD. Um, all right. Cool. I... We just want to have a whole other show because i am always been fascinated about just death and afterlife. So maybe when, maybe when you come in July and we don't have technical yeah. difficulties, we could do a whole show about that. Um, Let's do it. All right. So here's our first question. This is from a, a listener. It says, it's from Sophia, age 17. She says, Dear Maddie, I was in a relationship with my boyfriend for nine months. We broke up four months ago because he was cheating on me. He is still with this woman and I'm trying to forget about him but it hurts so so much. I'm trying to move on and but at night I end up crying and having nightmares. I feel like my family is sick of me talking about it because they hated him. How do I feel whole again? Plus her heart yes. she's with me, too. Oh. I want to be like, "Girl, you're so, I don't mean to be patronizing, but be like it's, it's going to mm-hmm. feel different when you're 27. Just hang in there, Sophia." Anyway. Yes, I go ahead. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um so I would say one of the best things that you can do is to keep yourself busy. And so spend time with your friends, um, go and do extracurricular activities, because I feel like the the more busy you are during a breakup or right after a breakup, the more your mind is focused on different things and not necessarily thinking about the relationship that you were just in or the person that you've been missing. Um, I would also recommend um, a breathing technique um, because it'll help you kind of release that, um, that stress and sadness that's associated with that relationship. So it's very simple, but basically, anytime you feel that sadness kind of rising up, just stand very still or sit down and start breathing very deep, cleansing breaths. And as you're doing that, say to yourself the word "let," L-E-T, let as you're breathing in, and then say to yourself the word "go." as you're breathing out and do it until you really feel that your body is relaxing. Another thing that you may want to try is closing your eyes and doing a simple visualization exercise where you actually visualize the person in front of you that has really hurt you. And you tell them that you forgive them and you send forgiveness and you send love to them uh, until you really start to feel those negative emotions start to fade away um, because he has moved on into a different relationship, which obviously causes a lot of sadness, but the only person that's really hurting right now is her. And so if she can get to a place where she is no longer feeling hurt or sadness, then um, she'll be able to to move forward and, and lift her energy up.
0: Mm. Yeah, right on. I mean, Sophia, also to sugar, Sophia, and I'm just going to tell you that it is your job right now, not to find love. It's your job to find yourself. It's your job right now to, to, to go to school, to, you know, to try to do well in school because your, your life is just starting. So I think that this could be to, sugar. This could be a blessing for her that this is in that this person gave her the opportunity to, to actually, work on herself, and I love what you said that because also Sophia. A lot of times, people, and maybe that's what Sophia is doing. They they go. I people come to me all the time. They're like, "Why do I do this?" Or I need to work through this. And yes, it is great to work through this. But sometimes some things are too painful to work through. And I love that you. We don't necessarily need to go really deep and kind of sit in our emotions if it doesn't feel safe to do it or it feels overwhelming. That's the beauty of what you said of just. Keeping busy. And then it's not that you're not, it's not that you're ignoring the problem. It's that you're coming back to the problem when it's the right time to come back to it and kind of feel it. And that's the best advice I think to do things with our friends and get involved in school. Maybe there's school activities that you could get involved. Well, it's May, so you're graduating. So never mind. You're screwed. No, I'm kidding. But still maybe there's think about what you want to do this summer instead of just you know sitting around at home texting with your friends actually think about if you want to go on a trip sorry y'all want to start like a clothing drive I don't know Sophia like you're this is this truly is an opportunity for her to do her you do you girl that's what I'm saying
1: absolutely right on
0: yeah I I love that breathing exercise too because even if it's so, I mean, I do a lot with, I call that mindfulness. And so I do a lot of mindfulness with my clients. And it's so how they say, well, I don't want to, you know, how does just sitting and breathing help me? And they think it doesn't. But literally, if you're listening to this and you think that's all hogwash, don't knock it until you try it. Because I try to tell clients, you can, can, you can slow down your heart rate. You can actually release your anxiety just by the simple act of focusing. If you do nothing else, of focusing on your breath. That's huge.
1: Absolutely. And there is um, a website called Sacred Acoustics. And if somebody really wants to have 20 minutes of quiet time where they can just breathe and relax, if they go on sacredacoustics.com, there's a spot in there where they can enter their email address and they get a 20-minute free meditation that they can download and listen to. And I found it to be very relaxing.
0: Cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, Sophia, best of luck to you. Okay, we're moving on. This is Carrie H 31. She says, dear Maddie. uh, Speaking of what we talked about earlier, I recently joined match.com. I know I'm not a fan of online dating, but what can I do? Seems like I've tried other ways. Here's my question though. Everyone's profile. All the information is a bit overwhelming. How can I sift out who I think has potential and who has no potential at all? I actually, this is from Carrie. She says, thanks. I've actually had this question on a show several shows before, but I actually re-added it because this is your expertise. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, one third of people that do online dating or use an app to connect with people, one third never actually go on a date. And so you can kind of get stuck in this cycle of never ending messages, which a lot Mm -hmm. of people complain about. Um, So I would actually um, suggest that that she uses an app um, versus something like Match.com. Match.com is okay if you're looking for a database um, where you can sort and filter by different characteristics. Um, but I
0: th- Match.com, Not to interrupt, but I am, it's my show. Um, but with Match.com, like I feel like my mom has had, like I feel like, is that an older generation thing? They do well with that?
1: I think, um, websites that started on the desktop versus mobile um are kind of hitting that 40 plus demographic there are still people that are using match.com i think they're advertising and their tv commercials they're trying to reach out to those people that are around 30 years old um because they they know that they're they're losing customers to tinder or i mean I shouldn't say losing but Some people are gonna use multiple ones, but I mean, a lot of people are using Tinder. They're all kind of owned by one big company anyway. So when I say losing, they're just kind of shifting. Um, But yeah, so I would say the app Bumble, like Bumblebee, Mm B-U-M-B-L-E. I really like that one because um, you mutually match just like you would on, on Tinder, but women have to send the first message. So as a woman, you're not being bombarded with messages from men that are just sending you one-liners or hey, or hot photo. Um, <laughs> I found that there's a little bit more meaningful dialogue with Bumble. I would also- We are
0: suggest- assholes. We are assholes. Lord, I don't know how y'all put up with this. Jesus. Anyway. Ugh. There Maybe is
1: another- Yes, there is another app called Coffee Meets Bagel, and they were actually featured on Shark Tank. Um, What I like about that one is they only give you one match a day. So you're not communicating with people that have had this database or people that have spent an hour swiping through a hundred people. You're really just focusing in on that one person to see if that's someone that you want to start dialogue with. So Mm -hmm. it's really trying to create more meaningful um, messaging versus I mean, there are literally I know I from what I hear, it's more men than women, um, but they will go and create a message. And go on a match.com, for example, and literally copy and paste it into a hundred different messages to a hundred different women because they're thinking, well, it's a numbers game. So if I send this out to a hundred women, five might actually write me back. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of never ending messages. I also like eHarmony. So, um, if the, if the viewer wants to try something that's more desktop, um, eHarmony would be my suggestion because it's one of the higher paying dating websites. So, you know, people had to invest some level of money. And then Mm -hmm. also, um, you have to spend about 45 minutes to an hour filling out your online profile. So, you know, that people are also investing of their time so I feel like the results on eHarmony, you're gonna get, um, you're gonna find that there are people on there that are looking for more of a relationship rather than something that's tonight.
0: Yes, or they can contact Love Frog Kisser and just have you do it.
1: Yes, and Love Frog Kisser, thank you for that plug. I appreciate it. Um, if I'm actually starting a four week online dating boot camp, and so mm-hmm. I'll work with ten individuals and help them with selecting their online dating profile photos, what should be the profile photo, and then what are the other photos that should follow that, and why the sequence matters. Um,
0: It doesn't sound like it's hard, but so many people get stressed out about that minutiae of setting it up.
1: Yes, and really, if you set up a successful profile, you will get more messages, you'll find more results, um, and it's really also about what you write in the profile but 85 percent of the weight of what will get you a message on online dating are your photos and so i will work with these 10 individuals over the four weeks and help them select their photos um write the online dating profile and then also how to sort through those messages so what do you say back or what do you say first and how do you move it um, to online from there to actually an in-person date so we'll go through that and there'll be different steps along the way but um there's a link on the love frog kisser website um that they'll see for online class
0: so what do you think is like this is my own question but um what are well what i'm reading the next question i'm gonna go into that because it might be look at this i'm just segueing. look at me look at me but i yeah uh You know, I think, Carrie, go back to her question was, you know, how do I sort out who has potential and no potential at all? I think that you just gave her a great list of, you know, because I don't know if I agree with dating. Do you think dating is a numbers game? I think it somewhat is. I think it is and it isn't. I think it's you've got to practice and you've got to go out. But also, if you keep putting yourself out there in the wrong way, it's you're in the wrong game. So the numbers aren't going to work. Right.
1: Right. So what I mean by, you know, a numbers game is if you are right with yourself and you know what you're looking for, the more people you get yourself in front of and go on dates with, Mm -hmm. you're going to find somebody. I mean, if you're sitting at home Mm -hmm. waiting for the pizza delivery man, I mean, best of luck. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by numbers game. I think you can tell when you're exchanging messages with someone, You know how much time are they investing in responding or sending a message to you? Can you tell that it's probably a generic message that they cut and pasted to a bunch of people? Or did Mm. they say things that were specifically called out from what you had written in your online dating profile? Um, Most Mm. men that are serious about going out and finding somebody and going out on a date, they will usually send you a message that has something in that message that pertains specifically to your online dating profile. If it's a hey what's up or hey what are you doing tonight it's probably not somebody that's looking for a relationship they're probably looking for either a response just to see if they get one um or they want to hook up or something casual that night
0: Mm. that's good advice good advice good advice so no matter how hot he is even if it's chris hemsworth and he just says hey girl well first of all if he says hey girl then he's gay but if he just says hey then not the right guy. Um, all right, let's go to Jessica, thirty-one. Uh, she says, "Dear Maddie, I've heard you say that when you go out on a date, you often ask people what are they passionate passionate about. I like that. What are some other questions that you think are good to ask on a first date? Any questions I shouldn't ask? Love your show, Jessica. I Love your show. Thank you so much. Um, all right, questions, dating do's and don'ts. And she's right. That's one I don't ask. Well, I'm not dating anymore. Thank God. I love my boyfriend so much. Um, but when uh, when I used to go on dates, I found that I didn't, especially maybe in Los Angeles, because people aren't necessarily working in the career that's the career they want to be working in. They're either trying to do something different, and so I always ask them, "What are you passionate about in life?" Instead of "What is your What is your job?" I mean, we would probably get to their job and their work because sometimes if Turned into an interesting conversation when somebody said, Oh, I'm really passionate about my job. And I was like, Cool, what's your job? Um, but I don't know. I think some people got freaked out by that question when I asked. They were like, What do you mean? What am I passionate about? Which to me already was kind of a, honestly, I was like, Well, you might be boring. Or really, that's, and it was a, and then, but some people really were like, Oh, and really appreciated the question. So, what are some questions, do's or don'ts in your experience?
1: Yeah, I probably am not like other dating experts where I kind of say, you know what, if you want to ask, ask. But I also want to advise people out there that are listening and watching, um, keep it light and keep it friendly. So I always say approach the first date like you just want to have a conversation and get to know someone. Do not go into a first date thinking, oh my gosh, I love a June wedding. Um so just sit down and have a conversation because you might find out you don't really even like them as a person. So don't get ahead of yourself too much. Um yeah. and I always tell people, you know, have your 2 to 3 non-negotiables, but outside of those 2 to 3 non-negotiables, like okay, if you are dead set you do not want a smoker, okay, that's one of your non-negotiables. Other than that, lighten up a little bit. I've heard from so many people that they end up with someone that is not like the person that maybe they had on this list of characteristics that they wanted 10 years ago. So keep an open mind. Um, You know, I think that first date, keep it casual. I say that there's like a three date rule. So if at the end of the first date and you've had this conversation with somebody, if you feel like, you know what? I liked talking to them. I liked being around them. Then I say, go on a second date. By the end of the second date, if you still want to keep talking to them and you feel a connection with them, go out on the third date. But I would say do not go out on any more than three dates with somebody unless you really feel like it's going somewhere, because I've seen from people that they will go out on dates with someone multiple times for something to do. So they want plans on a Friday night or they don't want to be bored sitting at home. And so they'll go out with him or her again. I don't want to say it's settling, but if you're really not feeling there's a connection, take your energy and put it towards finding somebody that you really can't wait to see again.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's settling. Actually. I think it's honestly, I think it's a little selfish. I think it's, think about the other person's feelings as well. And just, um, how again? It goes back to the whole golden rule thing of how would you want to be treated. But that—that that was kind of my own rule of when I was dating a bit of third date because there was this one guy. Is he was another redheaded guy like me, um, which I'm usually not attracted to, but he seemed nice. I think you know I, uh, you know it's a with that I you know I wasn't attracted to him from the get go, but he approached me at a bar, so I thought it's so random that someone has the confidence to just approach me in a bar and just start up a conversation and to say i think you're really cute we should go out and for coffee for somebody to actually say that it was just if somebody says that to me i don't care if you freaking like look like the hunchback of notre dame i'm gonna go out a date with you just because you have the balls and the confidence to like to do that um but anyway we did three dates and it just it didn't work out that's fine but i think um for Jessica, like, like specific questions. Um, like I said, questions maybe that you definitely shouldn't ask are. I think, and this is, you know, we talk about this as therapists. As a therapist, you often don't want to ask, or even as an interviewer, I try not to ask questions that I already know the answer to, or I expect a very specific answer, because then I feel like I'm setting the setting the person up that I'm interviewing to fail. Um, so, Jessica. Don't, I say, don't try to ask questions that, like you were saying, that are too future oriented or too, it has to be yes or no. Really ask questions that you genuinely want to know about their life to have a good conversation and that you, that you think that, like I said, when I asked that question about what are you passionate about? Like, what do you like to do for fun? Like, what, what do you get? Like, I would say, if they didn't understand that, I would say like, even like, what show are you obsessed with right now even that is a great conversation of just talking about something that people get animated and they think it's fun in their life instead of asking questions of well do you want children and how many children do you want these are things that are so specific that just especially first date is just it's too much
1: yeah, I would say um, before the end of the fifth date, though, if you've made it that far and you're still wanting to see them, you really need to find out what their intentions are. Um agree, 100%. Because, yeah, they've, you've got to know if. Are they just serial dating? They could be going out with a different person every night of the week. And you could be thinking, wow, I've been on five dates with this person. They're amazing. We're going to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, And they could be thinking completely differently. So one of the most important things that I cannot reiterate enough is you have to ask specifically what they're looking for in regards to a relationship
0: because
1: Mm -hmm. you cannot make the assumption that you are on the same page with them unless you've had a discussion about it and never, ever assume that you are monogamous and in an exclusive relationship, unless you have both had that conversation with one another and decided that that's what you're doing.
0: Amen. Hashtag truth talk. There you go. That is, yes. Because so many people just, you assume, and then you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. Um, that's not my saying. Somebody else said it. Um, well, I was going to ask you something else. Um, oh, crap. Brain fart. I don't. Well this, is why I'm, well, this is why I drink. I don't know why. Because I'm killing my brain. No, there was a quote. We were talking about the dating. Oh, well, I'll remember it next time we have a show together. So... I, we probably should have talked about this before. I normally try to bring it up, but now it's time for celebrity Shift to bed. So this is a time where we talk about something. I meant to bring this up to remind you and I forgot. Um, but it's good. I don't even know what it is, but just, I don't know what's been going on like this week, this month, something in either in pop culture or in the news or in, in dating or your life. I don't know, or a theme in your life that's been popping up that you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is, this is interesting to me right now. I know, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah,
1: I would say, even though I feel like it's last week's news, I've kind of been traveling a bit this this past week. Um, but what I found really interesting was um, the Kelly Ripa and- Oh, my goodness, man. And the reason why I find it so fascinating, you know, obviously, I'm interested in human behavior. Um, but how that was handled, of course, we only know one side of the story. Um, but wow what a reaction she had when she found out that he was leaving the show and so the reason why selecting that is the thing to bring up is because how many times do we as individuals hide or run away from really difficult conversations or feeling like someone was doing us wrong um and then the beauty and power in just taking it head-on and having a conversation and letting it you know, subside. Um, I think sometimes there's power in the moment and having really difficult conversations and then letting them go. But that was one thing that kind of stood out to me: is wow, and, and what a what a circus!
0: Oh yeah, I I, lo- I love that show. I I love Kelly. I love Michael Strahan. He's so hot, and also I think he's a great host. Um, but I actually. I was kind of like hats off to Kelly Ripa on that one. Cause I think as somebody who's worked in the business, I think she totally was just getting screwed over by the network. And I think they honestly, you know, if she was, if that was Regis, they never would have pulled that shit on a man who was the host of that show. Honestly, I 100% believe that a lot of that was because she was a woman. Um, And they just, okay. And she, she on the show plays a funny and sweet, you know, and charming woman. You know, I think it would be different if she was playing some quote unquote bitch on a reality show. They would be much more, you know, um, or even just a more like a woman like Oprah, who has much more gravity and kind of seriousness. Um, But, yeah, I think they totally just I think they bulldozed her and they thought they would bulldoze her more. And she was just kind of like, no, I'm not. I'm going to stand my ground. And I I loved it. I was like I love that she was sticking it to to the man, so to speak, to the higher ups.
1: Yes. And yes. I have been watching uh, good morning America and Michael's doing a great job on good morning America. And so oh, good to him for, for saying, you know what, I'm going to do it and, and doing it.
0: Yeah. And I think though, that is, I love that you bring up, like, you know, we talk about celebrities and all. And I think a lot of times we talk about celebrities so much is because they either saying things or doing things that we wish we could in life that we often don't have the guts or we don't have the, the wherewithal to do. And that, that is, man, that's where you really learn about yourself in life is when you have those difficult conversations with yourself and when you have with other people. And I mean, you probably can relate to this too, as far as dating advice. I, cause I work specifically a lot with actors and artists about overcoming fears through my classes or coaching. And I would say, I'm not even kidding. 80% of my clients don't feel like they're succeeding in their careers because they just, are too scared to have either that that conversation with themselves about what they really want or with other people that are, that are not respecting their boundaries. Like that's just it. And I, and I just want to, you know, I can't tell people what to do in their life, but I'm on the outside and I'm like, if you just, you know, it's working with just getting them to stand up for themselves. And it totally changes your life once you do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure. Somebody just texted me and it down. You dinged. Sorry, technology. All right. Okay. We're almost done. Chatty Maddie questions. Here we go, Delisa. And then you and your pretty hair are, are off. Um, okay. Chatty Maddie question number one What is your most memorable childhood smell? Uh,
1: first, I want to say hi to the person who's watching from Iraq.
0: Oh, yeah. We're on Blab. So, oh, yeah. It's Omar. Omar, you Omarera, Omar, I'm going to Kubas. You look handsome. Ooh. Your little picture. Look at you. Ooh, hello, Richard. Richard is from I Par- Paracusco. I don't know where Paracusco is. I'm a dumb American. I don't know anything about geography. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Richard. I don't know if he's even... And I, I yeah, I don't know if, uh, I, yeah, I don't know if Omar is still here or not, but I'll say hello back. Look at that. When back. There we go. Um, yeah, that's the thing about Blab. You can anybody can say anything so um all right so chatty maddie questions Chatty my question number one what is your most memorable childhood smell
1: okay so funny fun fact about myself i actually don't really have a sense of smell um oh
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. not that that's funny you it's funny to me that i asked that question um anyway so go ahead but
1: I was going to say, um, but a, a fond childhood memory was um, I would ride my bicycle around. and had the, uh, that big banana seat. And I would put on my, was it Mary Lou Retton that was the gymnast? Yeah. I would put on my American flag leotard and I would pedal my little bicycle around the neighborhood. And I just thought I was like the coolest thing. I, You know, it's no surprise that I got bullied in elementary school because... I mean, who wears an American flag leotard on their banana seat bike? So anyway, I would've. I would've. <laughs> that's why I we're, think. that's why we're friends.
0: So wait, I'm, so do you eat super healthy food? Cause do you taste food or just not smell it? Cause I feel like if I couldn't taste food, I would just eat sprouts all the time.
1: I think, I mean, I don't know any different, but I will give you an example of wine. So when I drink a glass of wine, I can sometimes kind of tell that there are a couple of different flavors in it, um, or if I like it or not, but usually has to do with um, the acidity level in it. Um, But you could put a glass of $100 wine and a $5 wine. I would not be able to tell you the difference.
0: Wow. Can you smell things like fire or like? Like natural gas, uh, like that? Yeah,
1: but it has to be something that's very potent or something that's very distinctive. Um, I mean, if a boyfriend or something like passes gas, I'm probably going to smell it. Um okay. But if he's wearing cologne, unless he's, you know, really got it on and it's in my face, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to pick up on it.
0: Wow. Okay. Look at that. All right, Chatty Matty number two. What would be the name of your memoir?
1: Sliding into Home Base. (laughs) Ooh. Because dating, you often talk about first base, second base, third base, like how far... Oh,
0: girl! You said it.
1: And, um... The way that I see my life is I'm living with no regrets. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I take big risks. I make bold moves. And at the end of my life, I'm sliding into home base like, bow, got it, done.
0: Ooh, I love it. And you love sports, too. So I, I love do. that. <laughs> um, all right. Chatty Matic number three. What is the best piece of advice you wish you had taken earlier?
1: Um... You know, I would say that earlier um, in life, I had a lot of um, issues with self value and self worth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, if I could go back to my younger years, I would give Delisa a big hug and say, You're beautiful. Um, You know, don't worry about this right now. Um, You might feel like you're either not loved by different people, or you may feel like you're the nerd or the person that's consistently being picked on, but don't worry about it because one day there are people that are going to want to talk to you and you're going to have a wonderful life and not to allow someone to make you feel like you're not worthy.
0: Mm. Mm. Boy, take that to heart, everybody. All right, chatting number number four. What would be your groundhog day? What's a day that you've lived in your life that you would just like? Ah, oh, I do that over and over.
1: Yeah, um, there are two days, um, but they're both the same reason why. So I resigned from a um, executive level job in Las Vegas about three years ago, three years ago this month actually. And I didn't have a job lined up. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna go travel for a while, I'm gonna figure it out. And then the second day was when I had to make a decision as to whether to quit my job in Texas to pursue entrepreneurship full-time. And so I would say those two days I would put on repeat because those were two days where I made a decision to step into the unknown and to jump off of a cliff without knowing where I was going to land or how I was going to do it and just trusting that if I used my inter- internal barometer and knew that I was going in the right direction that I could make that big decision and I was going to be caught and that my life would just go in this amazing direction. So I just had to have faith that it was all gonna work out. So those would be the two days.
0: Girl, you are getting to the heart, I love it. All right, Chatty at number five, this might be those same days, but when are you most inspired?
1: Actually the <laughs> most, when I'm most inspired is when um, I am either meditating, like after a meditation, yeah. um, Or being near the ocean, specifically listening to the waves and being near an active body of water.
0: Oh, you're well. You're gonna have it in September. You're gonna have it in September. When you gotta, well, that's it. That's the show. That's that's technical glitches aside, we did it. We did it. (laughs) We did. Tell everybody again. This will be in the show notes. But tell everybody where they can find all from the Lisa Hockey.
1: Yes, please love uh, lovefrogkisser.com If you're interested in online dating boot camp that I'm doing or private coaching matchmaking, all that good stuff. And then spirit and spark uh, is the website for uh, the channeling and anybody that wants to have a, a private session with me.
0: Awesome. And you're, they can find you all. We'll have all that in your Twitter links and all that good stuff. Um, yes. For the rest of you, send your questions. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. Go to com to do that. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen. It makes a big deal. Uh, makes a big deal. Bumps us up. People get to see the show more, all that kind of stuff. And just thank you so much. I'm so excited to, to have you come out. I'm going to see you in July, I think. And um, I'm excited for this bit chat journey that we're taking this together. And so it's just, it's, um, it's nice. It's always nice to find a friend. So I appreciate it so much. So, alright everybody, so that's it. Hopefully you feel inspired now. Hopefully you're not gonna fuck up your dating and hopefully you do something for somebody this week and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye well hey y'all that's the show thank you so much for listening as always I love you love you love you so please go to the website leave a review it really means a lot it bumps us up in the categories for the Dear Maddie show also too like I said check out the YouTube channel this week share that shiznit with your friends help us get the word out but seriously I think it's a super interesting point of view and kind of Delisa did such a great job of kind of demystifying another dimension or whatever you want to call it alright I love you guys and I'll see you next week bye